This week, leaders in Congress started debating details of a new stimulus package. And part of that debate is over sending money directly to individual Americans. Congress has already sent out two rounds of stimulus checks, one in April and another in December. Now, the negotiations are over how big a third check should be. President Joe Biden has proposed sending out $1,400, while some Republicans are skeptical. The best stimulus check is a paycheck, and that's what we should be focused on. We fought hard to get a direct payment in the original bill, the $600 payment. That's not enough. We wanted more. It is a survival cash payment for Americans making under a certain amount. When the first checks went out, there wasn't much disagreement over it. But as the country starts thinking about another round of stimulus checks, what did those last checks accomplish? Did they do what they were meant to? And are more checks the best way to spend government money? Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, February 2nd. Coming up on the show, the coronavirus stimulus checks, whether they worked, and what that means for any future payments. This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever. And you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. Back in 2008, when the housing crisis led America into a recession, the Bush administration sent out stimulus checks. It was a pretty new idea at the time. Our colleague Richard Rubin covers tax policy. At that time, the thought was, oh man, like we're starting to see the beginnings of this housing crisis. We're starting to see some fraying around the fringes of the economy. Let's give people some money and try and encourage people to spend. Go, like, do your part. Go buy stuff, spend it, and... Let's, let's keep America, I'm not sure if this is what they said, let's keep America moving, but like that kind of message. But this time, during a pandemic, the thinking around stimulus checks was very different. The goal is not necessarily to, to make you go spend more. In some ways, depending on where you spend it, spending is bad for the economy because the virus is the economy. And so if you're going into crowded restaurants and concerts, that's not what they're trying, that's not really what the goal is. Right, that's leading to more spreading of the virus. Right. So, so the goal was really a, more of a relief. This money is there to help you. In an economic relief package that included all kinds of financial programs, stimulus checks were a way to get money out to people quickly. Individuals who made less than seventy-five grand a year got a $1,200 check with more money available for people with kids. The checks were sent out via direct deposit. It's a bit of a joke, but it's like the old SNL skit. Stimulus checks are neither stimulus nor checks. I'll give you yet another topic. Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal was neither new nor a deal. Discuss. <laughs> the progressive era was neither progressive nor an era. Discuss. 
the Partridge family were neither Partridges nor a family. Discuss. Instead of trying to stimulate the economy, Congress hoped the money would just help people get through tough times brought on by the pandemic. Let's make sure people can afford food and clothing and shelter and whatever other new expenses pop up because of the virus. The goal is really to fill in the gaps of where people might fall through. It's really just about plugging a hole and preventing the economy from sinking further. Right, except that you don't know where the hole's going to be. And so the idea is, yes, you're filling in holes, but like you don't know where the holes are, so you just kind of put a layer of stuff, right, to like fill every possible hole. And in some cases, what that clearly ended up being is some people ended up with money they didn't really need in any sense, but Congress made a calculation that that was okay, that they were willing to open the spigot, throw money out to people, not to mix metaphors, but just do whatever it took to prevent the kind of suffering that comes from people having sudden and large income losses to help them weather whatever weirdness they're dealing with in their financial lives as a result of the pandemic. And that's what we heard as well after we put a call out to our listeners last week to ask about what you did with your checks. The first stimulus check, I used that to help put a down payment on my very first home. I did lose my job, so that first check covered my rent, utilities, other monthly expenses. I donated to local charities in my neighborhood, uh, my food bank, the a program that provides books for prisoners and a local newspaper that's sold by homeless people. I have put a majority of both of these checks into my Roth IRA. We ended up giving that money to my parents as undocumented immigrants who didn't receive a stimulus check. I bought my car a new battery. A PlayStation to keep myself occupied. Dental surgery for my cat. My cat is the only thing getting me through quarantine, so I need him safe and healthy. What I did with my stimulus money um, is to pay off our medical debt. Uh, we are a same-sex couple, so trying to start our family was pricey. Uh, we went into a lot of debt. I applied my stimulus payment directly to my student loans. So we gave most of it to our five kids. My 11-year-old daughter used her money to buy a Harry Potter wand. So the goal of these checks was to put this sort of cushion under the freefall that we were seeing in March. Did it succeed? Yes. You know, you would have expected that we would have seen personal income fall, but it didn't. Personal income rose. There's an analysis by the Federal Reserve Bank from New York that found that people saved about uh, a third, and then another third was used to pay down debt, and another third got spent. Unemployment went up, but in terms of the economy, the, the amount of harm that you would expect, evictions and credit card debt and, and all of that, didn't happen. And that's in part because of the unemployment insurance, in part because of the checks, in part because of eviction moratoriums. There was a bunch of stuff the government did in a very bipartisan way to prevent the kind of harms you would normally associate with double-digit unemployment. The collection of programs worked well enough that Congress did another stimulus package in December, including more checks, $600 more. And now another round of stimulus is on the table. But does it still make sense to send out big checks? Or is there a better use of government funds? That's after the break. 
Back in March of 2020, the whole point behind the stimulus checks was to plug a hole to help people out during desperate times. But now, as the economy has slowly started to heal, Democrats are making a different argument. I think in March it was checks because they weren't sure what to do. And now that they've sort of looked at the impact of the checks and the impact of other programs, the argument is for checks because of what they can do. And their argument now is the problem is in part that there are gaps in unemployment insurance programs. There are uh, people who aren't eligible for unemployment insurance, say, because they reduced hours to do more childcare to help their kids learn from home and virtual learning. And, and so the, the checks may seem broad, but the idea is that that's intentionally there to just provide a cushion underneath people who, for whatever reason, might be suffering right now. But of course, not everyone agrees that sending out more money is the right move. Some economists say that this might not necessarily be the best way to keep the economy on track. And some members of Congress are listening. The first stimulus bill passed with pretty much no opposition. It was overwhelmingly bipartisan. Did you start to see that support change throughout the year? I think we're really seeing it in these last couple of weeks, even more than we did throughout 2020. It's really now, as they're trying to put together this new package that President Biden has talked about, that people are kind of looking at and saying, well, are we targeting it right? Should we change some of the numbers so that less of the money goes to higher income households? And is the overall effect of how much money we're putting into the economy too much? We'll see how that shakes itself out as they negotiate in the next week or two. What are the arguments that are forming up against this extra round of stimulus now? The arguments against the checks are that they're not targeted, that the the people who really need help right now are the people who've lost jobs, and we have programs for that. The people who need food, and there are programs for that. The other potential concern is sort of federal debt concerns that we're borrowing too much, that this is not something that's fiscally responsible for the government. And the problem with it, if you talk to critics of, of checks, is really that that's just not an efficient use of government money. If we're going to spend this much money, we should really focus it on the people who need it and the needs they have, as opposed to uh, this big, broad blanket for people who may not. If not checks, then what do economists say would be better? I think some would probably look for more aid to state and local governments. They would look at proposals like unemployment insurance. And some of this is in Biden's proposal, but he's got money in there for rental assistance, for food stamp assistance. And so it becomes this question of, are you providing cash to people in a way that's unrestricted, or are you providing particular assistance with particular needs. But that said, no checks is simply not on the table anymore. With a Democratic majority in the Senate, plus some Republicans also in support, it looks like sooner or later there will be more stimulus money. There's not enough opposition to prevent checks from happening at the moment. You hear national debt arguments that we can't afford this, and the the counter to that, which you'll hear from... Treasury Secretary Yellen and others is, this is the time to go big. The mistake would really be if the U.S. doesn't spend enough to recover from this recession. You'll hear a lot of Democrats talk about 2009 as when 
they feel like they kind of stopped helping the economy, stopped pumping money into the economy, into households too soon. And so the Democrats have really turned this checks idea into part of their narrative about the need to go really, really big in response to a recession. How big the government will go is what's really on the table right now. Biden wants to send out $1,400 checks. Republicans are mostly just pushing for something smaller. On Monday, a group in the Senate proposed $1,000 and suggested putting additional restrictions on who's eligible. But Richard says, either way, stimulus checks are likely something we're going to see more of in the future. That idea of sending people money periodically, not just in a recession, is something that you're going to start seeing more and more get debated. And I think that's in part because of the experiment with checks, that policymakers saw how they were able to deliver something popular and that was relatively efficiently done. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we could do this again. It's interesting that throughout most of American history, the federal government writing a check to individual citizens wasn't really something that happened. In this economic crisis, we are about to see potentially three checks written to Americans. You know, we've had ebbs and flows. If you go back and look at what President Wilson did during the 1918 flu, it was not much. Other than he got he got, he got sick, and uh, there wasn't a big federal response. If you look at the welfare debates of the 1980s and 90s, that ended with pretty significant curbing of the idea of relatively no-strings-attached cash for low-income families. And you saw the food stamps program, which is really usable for nutrition. Section 8 vouchers, usable for housing. And now I think we're seeing a comeback of cash. And people have needs that are food and shelter, but they have other needs and other problems too. And, And cash is flexible. And so... The lesson is is a sort of lesson of simplicity, of the value of, of that from both the government side and the recipient side. That's all for today, Tuesday, February 2nd. Before we go, thank you all so much for responding to our call out last week about how you spent your stimulus checks. We read them all, and it was so great to hear from so many of you. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.